Well, hello there. My name is Josh DeGroat. This is a Real Life Church podcast, and I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, In this podcast, we are uh, weekly taking a question and answer out of the New New City Catechism. And uh, going through the question and answer, I'm offering some some commentary on it just to help us understand uh, these truths. Now, the, the New City Catechism is a modern catechism that uh, that takes from some uh, historical creeds, confessions, puts it in more modern language, uh, 52 questions and answers with scripture, so one for each week of the year. It's a really, uh, really good resource, uh, I, I believe, that Christians need to bring back um, something that's largely been lost over the last, probably the last couple of centuries, but the idea of catechizing is extremely important. And in the age of uh, confusion and uh, biblical illiteracy that we find ourselves in today, that we live in today, I think it's extremely important. So we're uh, going through this catechism. We are at question 21 now. So we are uh, getting close to halfway through the New City Catechism. Question 21 asks this. It asks the question, what sort of Redeemer is needed to bring us back to God? What sort of Redeemer is needed to bring us back to God? The answer is this. One who is truly human and also truly God. Again, one who is truly human and also truly God. Now, of course, this question really gets to a central issue. Um, We need to be brought back to God. We need reconciliation. We need a Redeemer who doesn't just redeem us and rescue us from some temporary um, ramifications of bad behavior or something like that. And don't get me wrong, Christ can help with that too. But the central issue is we... Uh, are estranged from the God who made us. We are alienated from uh, from the Father, and we need to be brought back. We need reconciliation. We are born in sin, and we are born rebels against God. Romans 8 says there's enmity in our hearts against God, and so we're born with hostility toward God in our hearts, and our desperate need, our desperate need, is for reconciliation to the Father. Well, the kind of redeemer we need to bring us back to God is, again, the answer says, one who is truly human and also truly God. And of course, this is precisely the sort of redeemer we have in Christ. Christ is truly and fully human. He's truly f- human. He's, he's fully human. He's not partially human. He is, he is also fully and truly God. And he is both human and God in one person. He has a human nature and he has a divine nature. He is God from all eternity. He always has been. He always will be. And then in time, he took on himself a human nature in the incarnation. This, of course, is a great mystery. We, we highlight it every Christmas, right? When we celebrate the birth of Christ, we highlight God taking on flesh, the eternal Son of God becoming a man. But when he became a man, he didn't cease to become God. He didn't become less than fully God. He simply, I shouldn't say simply, he took on full humanity and remained fully God. So, of course, this is a great mystery, one that we can't fully understand. 
but one that we're to believe, one that, that we're to, to affirm, and one that we're to rejoice in because the scriptures teach it and because Christ, the God-man, who is fully God and fully human, is the sort of redeemer, the only sort of redeemer who is able to bring us back to God. In John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So Jesus here is talking about reconciliation to the Father. Again, this gets to such a centrally important thing. Jesus doesn't say, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to heaven except through me, though that there's certainly truth in that. No one will go to heaven except through Christ. But, but Jesus emphasizes no one get, comes to the Father. No one is reconciled to the Father. No one is brought back to the God and Father from whom they are alienated except through Christ. In AD 451, there was a council, a, an ecumenical council called the Council of Chalcedon. And uh, this council was formed to combat and uh, did eventually condemn uh, errors, especially the error of uh, something called Nestorianism. Nestorianism was the error named after a man named Nestorius. Um, and the error stated that Jesus Christ was essentially two separate persons. He was a divine person and a human person, and he appeared to be one person, but he really was two persons. Um, but of course, we believe that the scriptures clearly teach that the incarnate Christ is the same person who existed from all eternity and is none other than the eternal Son of God. So what I want to do is I, I want to just take a, 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 a moment here to read just a, a portion of the Chalcedon Creed that was developed from this council. And um, it's, it's a longer creed, but I'm just going to read a short portion of it that I think really gets to the essence of what we're talking about here in this question and answer. Um, it says this, He, speaking of Christ, has two natures, without confusion, without change, without division, without separation, the distinction of natures being by no means taken away by the union, but rather the property of each nature being preserved and concurring in one person and one subsistence, not parted or divided into two persons, but one and the same Son and only begotten, God the Word, the Lord Jesus Christ. So you hear the language in that, where these men who gathered, the authors who wrote this creed, are, are very specifically combating this idea that Jesus was two persons. He was a divine person and a, uh, and a human person. So, so there's the idea there's two natures, one person. Now, if you remember way back, one of our first questions asked, how many persons are there in God? And of course, that talks about the Trinity, which is another great mystery. There's, there's one God. Um, and there are three persons, co-eternal, co-existent persons, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, in this question, we're talking about the nature of Christ or who Christ is, the person of Christ, I should say. And he is one person with two natures. He has a divine nature and a human nature. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful that men labored together before God with the word of God opened uh, to think through the issues uh, 
these kinds of issues and quite frankly to think through what's at stake. Does it really matter? Uh, does it really matter that we think in these precise terms about Christ, that he is one person with two natures, that he is fully human and fully God, that he is not less than, he, when he took on his human nature, he didn't become less than God. He didn't become 90% God, but he was fully and truly God still, and he took on a full and true humanity. Well, it does matter. Eternity's at stake. Again, going back to the question, what sort of redeemer is needed to bring us back to God? One who is truly human and also truly God. The scripture that uh, goes along with question and answer 21 is Isaiah 9, verse 6. And this is a familiar passage that uh, is read often during uh, the Christmas season. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government shall rest upon his shoulder, and he his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So this child that was born, this son given to us in the incarnation, is none other than the Mighty God. What a mystery. What a Redeemer we have in Christ.